Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Well, we are back for a brand new episode. And before I introduce my new guest on this episode, I want to remind you to log on to the official website at trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com. There you will find every link to every platform where this podcast is posted, as well as our social media which includes Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram of this podcast. And that being said, if you are primarily a Apple Podcast or Stitcher user, please leave a favorable rating or comment. It helps this podcast be found, and I appreciate all of you out there that have already started leaving ratings. Uh, it's been a labor of love for a few years, this podcast, and I'm glad that uh, we can provide great content for you listeners out there uh, on your daily commutes or wherever you find time to listen to this podcast. Also, if you want to suggest or have a question or just want to contact the podcast, the official email address is ttwithbbpod at gmail.com. That is also listed on our website under the news tab, along with other links and deets and past news pertaining to this podcast. Thanks again to all the new listeners and past listeners for being loyal to this podcast. That being said, um, my guest this week is another friend. Uh, I would say after our conversation, we are now uh, friends more than just acquaintances. Uh, But uh, as you might have figured out, if you have been listening to a lot of episodes of this podcast trance music and electronic dance music is huge in my life and i like to share stories of those that are djs and producers in the space in the community that we call trance family that being said i have a wonderful chat with a another female dj dj melody this week uh, our chat well uh, without really spoiling our chat uh, enjoy this episode with DJ Melody. This episode is brought to you by Teeth Powder 2.0. Have you been searching for fluoride-free toothpaste alternative? Are you looking to improve your overall oral health? Then Teeth Powder 2.0 is for you. Teeth Powder 2.0 strengthens enamel, eliminates plaque, and improves your overall oral hygiene. Log on to teethpowder.com Clicking the products tab, then using promo code TT with BB to save 15% on orders of two or more. Free shipping for all U.S. orders. Again, that is T E E F P O W D E R dot com with promo code TT with BB. This episode of Trending Topics with BB is brought to you by Ringer. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast but need a way to interview guests long distance? Or do you have a need for a conference calling app but what? without the risk of software issues. Then Ringer is the app for you. After some careful research of all the apps out there on the market, Ringer became the clear favorite. Ringer can be used on your PC or Mac or smartphone through a convenient app. They have two inexpensive plans for you to choose from based on your needs and features to create studio quality audio. My listeners can save up to 25% on a plan using ringer.com slash tt with bb so what are you waiting for have the broadcast of your life with ringer and that's again for all my listeners spelled r-i-n-g-r.com slash tt with bb well thank you again uh for willing to chat on my podcast i really appreciate it 
Um, so uh, I've been following some really exciting gigs and, and um, developments in your world. But before we get to that, I usually uh, kind of start with kind of the background story of how you got into trance and, and uh, where your love of trance and, you know, related electronic music began. So that's kind of my initial first question. Oh, sure, absolutely. Uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on your show, Brooke. Uh, I know that you uh, follow the trans scene, so I'm very, uh, very uh, flattered and very honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for that. Um, so Problem. I started. Uh, <laughs> I started um, uh, listening to trans when I was in college, and that was way back in, like around you know 1990s, in, in the 2000s time where where it was just beginning and um, I actually uh, was you know I had DJ friends that were uh, mixing you know at that time wasn't really trance but it was just kind of like Euro trance it was just kind of like um, stuff wasn't quite trance yet but um, I started there and I you know my DJ friends were playing those stuff and then I learned to DJ at that time and then it was like listening to ATB, Van Dyke, and uh, that really made me fell in love with trance. And um, I've been, you know, doing mixes, CDs and mixes since then. And I've, you know, people know me from from that time period because of you know the mixes that I made, uh, like during that time. And um, you know, later on, I, uh, you know. I didn't really take DJing very seriously because I was young at the time, and then I my parents wanted me to become a doctor, and I kind of pursued that, but I didn't become a doctor. I became pharmaceutical sales, and what happened is that um, I had an accident, and that took me away from that, and I came back to you know music uh, during a time when it was very difficult for me, and you know I was going through a lot of pain and. Um, a lot of a difficult time because of the injury I had, and music helped me through that, and trance helped me through that, and you know just uh, you know making mixes, remixes, doing compilation CDs, just you know doing that, giving it to other people, and having it, having them you know experience my music and being happy was kind of my cure, you know for. What I was going through, and and um, basically, that, you know, that's why I became DJ, and I decided to devote my the rest of my life uh, to become a uh, a producer in trance, and then also to you know, DJ in the scene. That's my history of how I became and how I got inspired, and what motivated me to become where I am right now. Awesome. So along those lines, uh, since you've been a fan probably as long as I've been a fan. Yeah. And of course, as you just mentioned, uh, <clears throat> reasons why you wanted to pursue it. What was, I kind of had this question for when I had Christina on the podcast. What mm -hmm. made that spark in you 
to kind of go against the grain. And what I mean by that is that there are women in trance, very few that are DJs and producers, mostly vocalists. So mm-hmm. what spark made that spark in you other than maybe circumstances in your life and just mm-hmm. straight up passion to, to pursue it? Because a lot of women either get discouraged based on the fact that it's mostly a male dominated field or they switch mm-hmm. genres. So uh, what sparked in you well, to pursue it? Well, I fell in love with trans first, you know, and then I, I also love house music, but that's something that I kind of like um, heard later on, but I I feel like trans music is very deep. It's it's a soul it's a soul thing. And for me, it's um it's it's who I am. It's it it helps me express who I am better than any other music genre. So for me, it it doesn't discourage me no matter what, you know, um, because I'm expressing what I feel is me, and I'm sticking to it despite whatever is out there, uh, whatever, you know, maybe it's not the. Uh, for me, I feel it's. I fell in love with underground music, you know, something that nobody's ever heard. I don't, I don't like to listen to, or I don't. I'm not um, I. I like something to listen to that's something unique and different and unheard of. And so that's what's kept me going and, you know, what's unique about it. And then also the fans too is, um, that are, that are in the genre of trance is very, I believe it's, they're very deep and very loyal and, and, um, they're just exactly like me. So I, that's what's kept me, uh, dedicated stay within it and it's it's my passion it's my love and i cannot imagine doing anything else because you, know, you gotta do what you love and that's is what i love and the spark um it i don't know it's uh, the i guess it's just the fans that that keeps definitely keeps me within staying in the, in the genre now, I mean, a lot, well, again, to go off of that, which is, which is great, because I feel the same way, but mm-hmm. have you felt a, a kind of an evolution from maybe like the late 90s, early 2000s, to where we are now, in terms of Loyalty to a fault. And what I mean by that is we have all these subgenres and we have all these labels, um, mm-hmm. record labels. And you see within the, the community, I mean, there's really passionate people about passionate artists and labels. Do you feel mm-hmm. like that it hinders the scene in any way or do you feel like uh, that's yeah. kind of what comes with the territory. I think it does hinder it a little bit. I feel there's not, it's, it's uh, I don't know about you, but everything sounds the same to me. And I feel that there should be, I think with how the scene is, uh, how it is not compared to what it was before, I feel it was much more diverse. And um, the sounds were much more unique back then compared to now. 
and I kind of miss that. And that's what's another thing that kind of made me want to become a producer is to bring that to the table. So instead of just to follow the norm and doing what everybody else is doing just to get on, la- on a label or a record label, uh, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to do, you know, bring back real old school, not be afraid of doing any, you know. Um, it's different now, for sure. And I think, uh, I think it's, um, I don't know, it's a bit boring. And I wish it could be a little bit more, you know, um, exciting, more different. And I, and I'm starting to see that with some of the stuff that's coming out in the last year. So I'm like really excited about that. And I hope I can be able to contribute, uh, to that as well in the next, you know, upcoming year. So, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, I also feel like maybe because I do like other genres like techno and house. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't see problems with kind of stepping outside the box in terms of sounds. Um, yeah. But I feel like we've gotten into this, I don't know if rut is the right too, word, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, time where it's, it's, it's people are... too rigid, right? Yeah, like you hear, you hear, um, a lot of other fellow producers or DJs acknowledging that they're trying to step outside the box, but of course they're not getting signed on the label they want. Or vice versa, there's people producing strictly to be signed on Armada or Arjuna or whatever the label may be. And I don't, I'm not sure if that's like, because back in the day, there really wasn't this big divide among genres in electronic music. It was right. more, it's all electronic music, and well, we're here said, to yeah, just, it was just enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um. I believe in, see, I don't, I don't understand why there's so many different genres, subgenres. I think music is just music, and it's universal. And so, you know, I don't, when I, when I play music, or when I select my tracks, when I'm, you know, doing performance, I tend to not stay in one area, like, you know, up to three trans or whatever. I tend to just throw everything into a pot. And, you know, like, progressive trans, uplifting trans, psych trans, I, I'll throw it in, because it's kind of like for me when you're mixing your cooking, you want to have it all different ingredients in there. And that's how I like to, you know, present my music, because I think it's, you know, it's universal. We we live in the, you know, we are, and music should be universal. It shouldn't be stuck or rigid. And that's I, that's what I feel. That's my take on, you know, unfortunately how I see everything is so divided. And in order to get a certain label, you have to sound a certain way. Um, but I think the labels should, you know, maybe have a little bit more, uh, Openness to accept other sounds or maybe have a different, yeah, I don't know. But I think, I don't think that's ever going to happen. So that's why I, you know, maybe that's why we try to find other smaller labels or, you know, come up with your own label or find somebody who's, uh, 
you really need to work with to be able to believe in your you know your one and two. Um yeah, it's um it's a bit rigid. Yeah. Now do you think I mean you mentioned and I kind of agree that there's kind of this turning point and maybe there's a little bit more awareness or, or life being spread into the scene, but I, I just could be that also could be a result across all electronic music. But right. do you feel on your end that um, with that turning point that the future is bright? And what I mean by that is um, I had the privilege of going to Winter Music Conference and mm-hmm. it didn't matter what panel or what, it, you know, specifically what genre, but the, there seems to be this underlying, I don't know, whisper kind of, Acknowledgement that there, women as a whole in electronic music are now starting to gain a little bit more respect and notoriety throughout electronic music. Now, are you starting to feel that, being that you've been on this journey for a while and there seems to be, or is it genre specific? Because I know when I talked to Christina about this, she still mm-hmm. believes, she kind of mentioned that she, you know, she still has to work really hard compared to maybe um, some people in techno or house. So as a DJ and as a traveling DJ and obviously the career you've been having, do you, are you starting to feel it come around? Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Whatever Christina feels, I think I feel the same way as well. I feel the other genres um, get a little bit more respect and a little bit more attention and a little bit more acknowledgement. Um, because, you know, not a lot of people understand dance. And that's okay, you know, uh, but I feel like the trance is getting a little bit, it's getting there. Um, and it's getting uh, a lot of more um, notice and a lot of more respectability um, compared to, uh, in comparison to other genres, for sure, yeah. Um, and I'm excited and happy for that. Uh, it's, good, it's a good time for, for the trans scene right now. It's definitely not dead. <laughs> so along the, those lines, um, I've noticed kind of, well, well, we'll get to your recent like gigs in a minute, but um, did I... See that this past year you uh, participated in one of those, uh, what do they call them, soundcation? Uh, yes, that, I did. And how was that experience uh, to learn from other peers and, and well respected people in trance? Oh, it was amazing. Um, I loved it and I, I plan on going back uh, again, maybe uh, sometime this year and, uh, or maybe next year. Sure. Uh, it's it was a very good experience in terms of you know like seeing a different perspective of how to create music from different people and um, getting advice uh, on how to do something differently maybe quicker faster smarter um, you know as a producer you tend to feel very lonely because you know you're in your room and you're doing you know you're doing your projects and you know, you have nobody around, especially uh, the 
this, you know, like the trans scene in the Bay Area is starting to pick up. I do have peers and friends here that do produce, um, but I wanted to, you know, get some advice and just see a different perspective from different people from around the world. And going to that was, was great because I was able to, you know, get an experience from people who were in Europe, in Asia, you know, how they felt, uh, about the scene, how they felt, you know, like, you know, how, what their style was and stuff like that. So I can learn and incorporate into, uh, what I'm, I'm doing. So that was a very um, good experience. And then just meeting a lot of, uh, well-known, um, producers, like, Dennis Shepard, Roger Shaw, Nate, uh, Horticulture. Uh, just, it was just a very uh, great experience just to see how they do things and, um, to learn from, you know, some of the best, you know, the greatest ones in the industry. So that was, yeah, that was a great experience and totally worth it. Now, I, I've looked into kind of the website and some of the information on it. Is it more um, for more established producers, or or is it something that eventually could be developed for maybe those that aren't as established? What do you do? You, what do you suggest for somebody that thinks that that experience would help them in their production? Uh, do you mean like the instructors? Like if what kind of instructors? No, really? for somebody attending. Because, you know, oh, they have, okay. as, right, yeah. Yeah. You, it, well, you definitely have to be a little bit, um, established or, you know, know a little, little more than the basics or have, you know, done, um, you know, some, you don't have to be, you don't have to have like anything made or too established. You could, but it, I wouldn't recommend somebody that's just beginner. You would have to know, uh, your DAW system, you know, you would have to know, you know, what to do, what, what to do, um, technically. But in terms of going to the show, you definitely want, uh, if you're stuck on how to do certain things, like, uh, sound design, how to create certain sound designs, and I would definitely, you know, go to it. But definitely it's not something for a beginner, no, not a beginner though. Um, and I've, I've known people who are pretty established that's gone. Um, and, you know, they were able to just, uh, learn different techniques from these other producers in a different way. And maybe it would, they, they were able to pick up, uh, techniques that, you know, they never thought about doing before and it helped them in their, in their, um, project later on. So, and I think they, were able to get on a label with, uh, reaching, is it reaching altitude? Yeah, with Marlo. So it was, it's a very good experience for pretty much any, any, any level except for maybe beginner. That's good to know. And for those out there listening that may be looking for some guidance, that could be helpful. Um, so okay. let's talk about a recent gig, uh, you and it was kind of like a ladies of trans gig, uh, yes. that I saw happen. I wish I could have made it, but what was it? What, what was the vibes like sharing the, you know, kind of the sage with Jess and it's in the sky and what, 
what was that like? Um, I know San Francisco has a good scene and a good dance family. So talk a little bit about that experience. Oh, it was amazing. I think it's uh, one of my favorite ones. It was just, um, I was really pumped up and excited for it because it was just, I, I was able to meet people and meet uh, guests and then I was able to play with Christina Sky again. And um, yeah, we just, I guess we were, we were all really pumped and supporting each other even before the event. And when we came there, it was, it was, we brought it. We brought, you know, we brought a game and it was an amazing night. Um, we, uh, everybody had fun and enjoyed themselves. And I think, you know, uh, it's something that I feel should be done more, actually. Uh, cause this is, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it's such a male dominated industry that I feel like a lot of the female doesn't, you know, get enough, um, attention or enough, uh, exposure. And I, and, uh, you know, like that night, I just felt, and even from the fans and the, People that were attending that night were so shocked and so surprised how how amazing you know everybody did that perform that night and um, you know I and I I do hope that there's uh, going to be more events like that and you know maybe maybe I'll uh, start uh, maybe pitching it to other people to other people and then just I don't know I, I've even thought about you know, just going. The different cities and just getting everybody uh, ringed up and then do something like that because I I think it's um it's different it was definitely different and it was it was great yeah it was amazing now like along the I mean those nights would be great I feel like we need more kind of like ladies of trans or whatever but yeah. Um, not only just highlighted nights like that, but I'm starting to notice that there's been a lot more recent like collaborations uh, mm -hmm. among. And what are your thoughts going for? Are you working on anything in particular, or uh, that you can talk about that maybe it doesn't have to be just with another female artist. It could be anybody within the scene, but I know you're like you yeah. let's talk a little bit about the production side that you're working on. Well I I my favorite or I, I love to to create vocal trance and um you know meeting up with guests I guess opening a door, an opportunity uh, to be able to work with her and um uh, let's just say that, you know, uh that, you know, yeah, potentially, you know, she and I could be working on something together. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think, you know, a, there's, you know, usually not that many, uh, uh, it, uh mostly it's always a collaboration between a, you know, female singer and a, and a male producer, but, uh, you know, I don't, there's not that many female and, you know, female team up. Um, but I think, you know, that's something that might be in, in the works in the future. I think that's going to happen more often, um, as there's more female producers. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I would love to work with Jess. And so, um, I just have to, uh, send over some of the stuff and see how we see people from there. 
that's uh, currently right now working in the works right now. Right. So you mentioned earlier you also like house and um, mm-hmm. and other genres. How has liking other genres helped you? I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but you know, help you with your production and kind of probably your DJing and, and understanding other genres. What can that bring to somebody who feels that they need to be pigeonholed or stick to a specific genre? Um, I guess having that just brings um, uh, something a little bit different, a um, little bit more, you know, diverse. Um, and, you know, not uh, too rigid and it's just out of the box. Uh, definitely, um, you know, I, before, I used to just mix trance or mix, you know, stay in one category. And, and for me, just, it was just, uh, it didn't bring any excitement for me. And, and being able to incorporate and put every, all the different genres together, uh, has a lot, bring a lot, has given me a lot of excitement. And, um, a lot of passion, a lot of, uh, uh, just, you know, just basically excitement, you know, and, and, and just passion for what I'm doing. And, and I think the fans that I play for, I mean, they can definitely feel it. And, and I think, you know, that's the important thing is just to bring your feeling, being able to express and bring out your feeling instead of just doing something uh, redundant and um, you know, bringing different emotions into the to the set, and so that's what I like to that's what I like to do instead of just one or a few emotions to bring everything because we're human, and, and I like to be able to express that and be able to have others feel that as well. So, uh, and I think every genre has different flavor and and you know, emotions, and I think. What's benefit me uh, in my production and also in my DJing career? I I, I agree. Um, kind of to go back to kind of what we were talking about, I just feel like being well, feeling like you need to be obligated to like one genre or one sound. Yeah. It feels like it would be a little bit limiting. On a person, right. and yeah. more yeah. stressful. Exactly. So, um, let's talk about a little bit of some events. Uh, did did I see? Let me make sure. I read this correctly. You went to the Unconscious Festival, right? This this past year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just it looked phenomenal. It looked like. A great time, and obviously the setting. Mm-hmm. What what was that experience like? Just being around, like my. I mean, obviously we get that throughout the whole scene. But um, since that festival is not as well known as some other festivals, can you speak mm-hmm. to what that experience was like? Oh, that so going to unconscious was a uh, first uh, festival that I've ever 
went to outside of the United States, um, and um, I loved it. It was, yeah, the setting was just amazing. It was in Phuket uh, on the beach, and um, uh, the the whole experience was great because, you know, like you mentioned, it wasn't um, it's, it's not, isn't as well-known or as, uh, it's just, it's probably like the second year that they've um, thrown it, and the amount of people that came was just right. It was just, it was just sweet, and it was, the whole entire experience was just amazing. It just, uh, I never experienced anything like that before. I've heard it was like luminosity, uh, but I've never been to luminosity, but I, but, but it's just like luminosity in Asia. And um, it's just a great feeling to experience that in Asia because I know the, uh, the trans scene is not quite there in Asia yet, but to go to this event, it just felt like, you know, going to a U.S. event. And um, just the crowd was just from all over the world and mostly from Asia. Uh, and it was just good to be there and have uh, feel to see the Asian um, uh, trans fans uh, enjoying it. And um, yeah, it was it's definitely something that you want to experience because it's just uh, different, definitely different because it's in Asia and, uh, and the environment and everything. It, was just, it is, um, and I'm def I'm definitely going again next year. So. And, uh, yeah, and I, I think I haven't gone to EDC here in Las Vegas, but I went when it was in Los Angeles and, um, it was, it was nice. It was really chill, but then, you know, you have uplifting trance, so it was, it felt balanced. It didn't feel overwhelming and it was a very great experience. And I, yeah, I would definitely recommend it to anybody that wants to go to uh, a event in, in Asia, and especially right now, if, you know, it's really nice that, you know, like the scene is, uh, or the, the festival is not uh, as uh, well known, so maybe, you know, it's comfortable to be at. So, is there, or is there an event or a festival that you have on your list to to play, and is there one that you have on your list to attend, and vice versa, probably eventually both. But is there one that uh, we kind of have on? People have vision boards, but that's not what I'm saying. But like, do you have one kind of? Obviously, you want to play as many as you you can, but. Is there one that you're you're hoping that you'll you'll get the chance to do? Because I I know there's been a lot of um, artists that have recently got opportunities with the Dream State brand. So, right. is is there any festivals or um, that you have on your list? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know because they have a Dream State here uh, in San Francisco uh, last year. Um, I'm not sure if they're gonna have it this year, but and, and then they have one in Los Angeles as well, um, and that's one of my uh, festivals that I would love to play at, um, because it's you know in my home 
in my home state and um you know and I always and I I would like to also play at the unconscious one too as well in the luminosity. Um I think uh yeah playing at the beach really does is is just an you know amazing experience and I would definitely want to be able to play at those events. Um but for right now just uh it's right in front of me and I think I would be happy with playing at Penn State or Yeah, Great. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what do you have any advice for somebody? Well, let's just let's just kind of break it down for other people who might want to pursue. And what I mean by that, more like women, or you know, in this business, because like we've we've talked about, there's been a lot of success of female vocalists. But what what is your advice for somebody wanting to produce and DJ who is not a man? <laughs> uh, uh, well, my advice is you know just to be who you are, um, you know, and basically just. Uh, know yourself and be who you are and pursue your love and passion. Um and you know don't let any anything or anyone in, get in the way. Um but the most important thing is just be yourself and be unique. Uh and pretty much a lot of things will fall into place. Um as was that's what I've I've learned from my own experience is, you know, I know who I am. Um despite whatever might and might anyone else might think. Um, as long as you follow that, you know, you will get to your goal and your your, your uh, passion or whatever is it that you want to pursue. Um, and you know, um yeah, and I just don't care what uh anyone else thinks or says or just you know, don't be afraid to be um uh, to be who you are and to express, you know, yourself. Pretty much is what I would say to any female um, DJs or producers that want to pursue, you know, uh, their uh, their passion. Great. Well, um, is there anything that I may have missed or? Anything that you would like to plug? Obviously, I'm going to put the links to your social media and your website in this sure. uh, episode description. But is there anything that I may have missed or that you want to shout out? Uh, no. Uh, I'm, that's pretty much. Uh, pretty much you've got all the answers uh, that I can think of about about me and what I think about you know what's going on scene and yeah, pretty much. Um, no, I just thank you for having me. The show. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, for chatting, and I'm definitely uh, a fan of your work, and, and hopefully um, we can chat again and, and meet up in the future. Definitely. Thank you so much.